Help I Got a Mac, episode number 19. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with your Help I Got a Mac podcast, which is a podcast devoted to the Mac Switcher or somebody who is thinking about becoming a Mac Switcher. Yeah. And, and why wouldn't you? You know, do you want to hear something funny, Chris? First off, Cliff, it's been a while and uh, I missed you. You missed me? I did. Um, I, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm though blushing. If, if, though since I listen to all 900 podcasts that you produce at gspn.tv. You don't listen um, to all my shows, do you? No. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I was trying to make a plug for you, though. <laughs> you mean the Podcast Answer Man show and the My Crazy Life podcast? Yes, those. It, it feels like I, I never left. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, get this. You, this is hilarious. I, okay. was, I was doing a Podcast Answer Man show trying to catch up on all the voicemail questions that came in over the uh, period of the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of busy and kind of that show got pushed to the back burner for a little bit. And so I did something I thought I would never do. I told somebody as an answer to their question, you got to get a Mac. <laughs> I know. Can you Are believe you serious? that? I did. I did. And, and let me explain to you what the question was. It was, it had had to do with, um, you know, of course, with audio podcasting, I tell everybody stick with PC, stick with PC, because uh, if you're going to I mean, if you want to go super ultra 100 percent pro, I, I believe in Adobe Audition 2.0. It just totally rocks. However, she wanted to know she she knows that I have this JVC video camera that records into a proprietary video format, which is uh, with a .mod extension on it. OK, and it doesn't necessarily work very well with just your regular audio or video editing suites that are out there. It comes yeah. with its own PC version of some cruddy, hacked up video editing software suite. So it doesn't work very good. And she says, but Cliff, I understand that you have the same ca- camera. I haven't heard you complain about it a lot lately. And I've noticed you've been putting out some some videos. What's going on? What are you using? How can I get this thing to work right? And I says... I, I said, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but the answer to this question is get a Mac. Because what I am using to make that .mod file usable in any version of any video editing, editing software suite is I use Visual Hub. Yeah. I mean, do you want to tell folks what Visual Hub is, Chris? Sure. Visual Hub is the $23.32 uh, Swiss Army knife for video conversion. Uh, it, it'll pretty much take any video file and convert it to anything that you want. Um, it's it's amazing. It's it's built off some open source stuff, but the, the guy bundles it together and makes it a really really nice piece of software to use. It is really amazing. And and this, like I said, this .mod format, it's an MPEG four encoding, but it does something really odd with the with the encoding. And so, in essence, what you do is you take that and uh, you you drop it into your visual hub, the program, and then you export it as DV and it looks beautiful. The only thing is, is that I've, I've not found a way for that to work with the, um, 
with the widescreen format. It always shrinks it down into the four by three aspect mm-hmm. ratio. However, I what I have done is I went out and and I actually upgraded my JVC when I first purchased it. I immediately went out and got one with the base so that it has a DV connection. And sometimes if I really want to go widescreen, I will just hook the DV cable up and just play it back in real time and let uh, iMovie capture it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it does 4x3, though. You would think it would do its, you know, if you shot it in 6x9, it should bring it in at 6x9. Well, you know what? I haven't tried it. I have. I may not have tried it. I may have just tried it the other way. So I could, I okay. could have just misspoke because I, I haven't really had a problem since I've been using my Mac. And so I hadn't really thought about it. So it it, yeah. it might actually do widescreen. Huh. I I could be wrong. So the only thing is I I do know that uh, when it comes down to it for video editing I do prefer the Mac. And you know that new iMovie 08 everybody complains about. You love it. I don't love it. Oh, I- but I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually getting pretty good at it. I'm, there, I mean, it. I will tell you, it is completely crippled. There is very little you can do. Yeah. with it i mean the the only thing it's missing is by golly give me more title screens you know and 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 some more sweeps and fades and effects and and just just a little bit just give me the ability to download additions you know even if i pay for them i don't mind you right. know but but it's just so limiting but the but the functionality the timeline of it i'm starting to understand it the i i just did a video the other day and i i was able to put a you know a title screen up front uh i had you know had a picture to open us up with some sound you know with the bumper music intro music in the beginning i learned how to put in the the lower third text again the the options for lower third text are very limited the only thing i haven't learned yet how to do and i just haven't had the need for it yet is to where like perhaps maybe say i'm i'm doing a video shot where i'm in it and i'm kind of talking and explaining a website uh, I haven't quite yet figured out how to drop the actual screen capture of that website, like a just a video or a, a picture of that screen capture, and have it playing while the video is still playing. So basically, as an overlaid picture on top of the video. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's it should be just as easy as to drag and drop it on there. I just haven't had the opportunity or the need yet to do it. But yeah, uh, it, iMovie is just they really just changed the whole thought process of. Uh, of what that product is with 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 uh, 08 you know the the old version was a lot more full featured yeah it's just yeah i i don't know i i don't edit enough i i used to have a video camera i, I found myself not using it so i sold it but um and of course i don't have kids or anything so right i just don't use it enough to to really base you know i hate it or love an opinion on it yeah i i, I don't hate it but i i mean i definitely don't dislike it as much as when it first came out it was a complete departure from the original timeline, but the the truth is is that it it it's just a different GUI interface. It's doing the same thing. Yeah, it's just written in a, in a completely different new layout. It's kind of like audio editing. It, it really is. It's like you're used to audio editing editing a certain way, just like fifteen or twenty other programs oh, do yeah. audio editing, and then you go into GarageBand and they have their own loopy rubber band things. Yeah, yeah see, I like like I used to be a cool edit guy. Which I guess is now Adobe. Yes, and um, now I use something called Fission, and it's just—it's a little different. But you know, it uh, once I used it for a little while, I'm I'm good to go with it. So it's one of those, just one of those things. Right. And I'll probably get I'll probably get Wiretap Studio just 
because uh, I can probably get work to buy it for me. I, I will say, however, I, I when it comes to video stuff, I do prefer the Mac. That that's the only thing I will say. And and I know of a lot of friends of mine who are in video podcasting, and it seems like you know there there have been a couple that have held out for the longest time, uh, hanging out on the PC, and they were using I guess Adobe Premiere, yeah. uh, or whatever for their video editing. And even even the the diehards out there that were holding out. They're slowly switching over to Mac and and getting the Final Cut Pro, and and liking it. So I, I'll tell you what 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 software really has blown me away. If you're doing like a lot of, uh, we're kind of getting a little uh, little uh, off topic here, but um, there's a really really great piece of software. I just I I just watched a demo on it like a few days ago called ScreenFlow. I've heard so much about ScreenFlow. Man, it looks awesome. I'm like I said, I'm trying to get work to buy it so I can play with it. <laughs> yeah, I. How much is that? Do you know? I think it's ninety nine dollars. Screenflow is ninety nine bucks. Yeah, is it but, really? But for what it does, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm going to be purchasing Screenflow. I you have, have to get Leopard because it's Leopard only. No way. Yeah, it takes it. it uses core animation. See, this is what I hate about all these Macs, man. I tell ya, <laughs> they want to. They're taking advantage of of the new frameworks that are in Leopard. Yeah, they're taking advantage of a profit to get everybody to upgrade to the latest version of the os no seriously i i do need to go ahead and upgrade to leopard anyway it's something i've been wanting to do the Mm -hmm. other thing is is that you know my wireless connectivity problem i still have issues um i finally got around to calling or doing some tech support chat with uh linksys they they agreed to go ahead and uh, have me ship back they're going to do a uh completely complete replacement of it the only thing that I'm just concerned about is that the Linksys does occasionally just drop that R, the SSID and it stops broadcasting altogether. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe it is defective. And so I'm going to get that and have them ship me a new one. If, they, if, they, if I get a new one and I have the same problem, I think I'm just going to head over to the Apple store and get myself a, an Airport Extreme wireless base station. I'm having a little issue with my Airport, uh, my airport Express, but... I, I don't. The jury's still out on on if it's actually the Airport Express or, or this really cheap hub I have it connected to. So, gotcha. So, Whatever. So yeah, it, I tell you what. That I will. The having issues with wireless con, or internet connectivity is it's like one of the most critical components. It, it's amazing how crippling that is. It's it's almost like when you turn on your TV and the cable's out, or or like. You know, you're, something's wrong with your TV and you can't get it. It's, it's awful. Or like there's no water in your house. Yes. Same kind of thing. It's like you don't even think about it until you don't have it. Yes. And it's, and it's just completely awful when you, when you I don't. Would, I would say it's more closely related to as if you had no water in the house. <laughs> well, for you, it's your lifeblood. You know? it, it, it sure is. So anyway, uh, man, we got to, we're going to talk about some new stuff uh, on the show tonight. We got the going over, you know, basic user stuff that we've been touching on for a while. But the one thing I wanted to really talk about tonight, mm-hmm. iPhone SDK. Yes. Which I, has nothing to do with a new user, but it was important enough that we think we should address it. Well, let me talk about that for just a second. Uh, I do believe it has a lot to do with the new user. And now, maybe not necessarily for the Mac platform, the, you know, Microsoft, or Microsoft versus uh, operating system versus the Mac operating system. I, it, maybe that's not necessarily it. But this is an Apple-related show and a Mac show. But here's the thing. I believe that the iPhone and the iPod Touch, the, the operating system on there, number one, is what? 
It's OS 10. Exactly. And so, and not only that, but I do believe that the iPhone and the iPods are the gateway drug of Steve Jobs. And oh, so, yeah. So, so I believe a, a lot of people who are interested in Macs either already have an iPod or an iPhone or possibly are thinking about getting one as well. It, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, Chef Mark uh, listens to our show, and, and he and his business partner, not only did they go out and buy two Mac Pros when they, you know, when they finally felt it was the time to go, uh, but they also went out and got two iPhones at the same time. It was like, it's kind of like they go hand in hand almost, you know, you, it's, it's like you totally drink the Kool-Aid or something. I don't know. But anyway, the, can I just share a good story that, uh, to go along with that, they both got their Mac pros right after the keynote, you know, for Macworld because they were right. waiting to see if a new one would be released. And of course nothing was released, right? <laughs> for, for like three weeks. <laughs> exactly. So about a week after that, they went out and got their new Mac pros. And then two weeks later, lo and behold, what do they do? They announced. Yeah, they updated. So they updated the Mac Pros. And, of course, they just went into the store. And do you know what the store said? Ah, We'll give you the new one. Oh, did they really? Yeah. They said, bring in in your MacBook Pro and uh, we will take all the data you've already put on it and we'll switch it over to the new one. Wow. And that was his first Mac, too, wasn't it? It was his first Mac. Uh, see, now that's a great experience. He's going to be like, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Apple for life right now. Yeah, that, you know what? The, he even called me and left me a voicemail and said, I haven't drank the Kool-Aid. However, I understand why people love Apple and I may be an Apple fan for life. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't drank the Kool-Aid, but he sure is making a giant batch of it. Yes, he is. He is, <laughs> he, it is, it is there in his living room. That's awesome. But yeah, I, th- this... This SDK, uh, I think we're going to look back back on this and say this is this is when everything changed. Yes, and, and, you know, I, I you can actually if you haven't seen the um, the the presentation, it was it's called the software Thursday, roadmap. Yeah, you can actually download it and watch it um, either through iTunes or or on Apple.com. And you know, I'm not a programmer. I never I've never claimed to be a programmer. I programmed in high school, and it was like Pascal. That's that's pretty much the extent of my programming. Watching this keynote made me want to download this software development kit and figure out how to code because I think there's going to be a lot of money to be made in applications. And oh. it's just, there's just a pile of money. It's invisible right now in front of me, but there's a pile of money sitting here and I can't reach it yet because I can't code. Right. Now, Patrick in our chat room has uh, just now chatted saying he downloaded the SDK. And what we do, and so did oh, well, Chris, you saying that you did too. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need somebody to create us an application where uh, we can have some kind of, you know, gspn.tv, um, you know, RSS reader. So people are notified immediately and stuff like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like a specialized RSS reader, like a branded RSS reader. Yeah, something branded with our logo, yeah. and it's something just really cool looking. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I've my mind's been racing on on the kind of app. You know, it's going to hit me when I'm in the shower that I, you know, I've thought of this awesome application. I'm either going to have to hire somebody to write it, or you know, link up with someone and say, okay, look, we're going to write this. We're going to sell it for ten bucks because I think I think five or ten dollars is is. A purchase that someone will, especially if it's for a software app, someone's going to do it without even thinking about it. You know, like a four, four or five dollar app, and you know, I would split seventy percent with somebody. Yep. 
I, I think, you know, 10,000 people download it. That's real money. That's real money, my friend. So, so yeah, so, so for those who don't know, the SDK stands for Software Development Kit. And what this means is that people, programmers, developers, are now able to write applications that can run on the iPhone or the iPod Touch. You know, games, uh, productivity suites, even a Skype. There's been, you know, that someone asked Steve, can we write, you know, voiceover IP software for it? And he said, you know, absolutely, that we're not stopping you. It's going to be for Wi-Fi only, but we're not stopping you from doing that. Wow, so, that, yeah, that's this awesome. Is, this is going to be huge. People don't realize how big this is going to be. If I'm they actually, allow voiceover IP, whoa, that will be rocking. Yeah, it's one of those things that I put, you know, I have about five or 600 songs on my iPhone. I'll be willing to take all those off if I can run sweet applications on it. Right, right. And the thing is, if, if you're, if you're a, a budding software developer, you know, in order to get the, the, the way it works is, you know, you write the program using the free SDK. If you want to sell it, or you know, or, and put it on the, the applications uh, store. You have to pay ninety nine dollars. It's a one time charge, and that that brings you into the Apple Developer Network as a member, as a paid member, and that allows you to upload up, up, upload the application to Apple. They check it and make sure everything's copacetic, and then you can either give your application away or you can sell it on the store. And they set up all the fees. They take care of all the credit card transactions. They take care of everything. Uh, what they do is they take 30% off the price, which is the same kind of deal as I get uh, as a musician on iTunes. Uh, for some of those who, for some of you who, who don't know, I have a, an album on, I, on the iTunes Music Store, and I get 70 cents on the dollar you know, for every track. And it's Sweet. the same deal, and it, it's, it's awesome. It's just you know, every few months a check comes, comes to the house you know, from, uh, from my distributor, and uh, I'm sure it's going to work the same way. And, and if I was a software developer, it is... It, you would be crazy if you're not a Mac developer to make a software app for the iPhone and sell it for really, really cheap. It's more about volume than it is about making a, a ton of money from like, you know, instead of $50 for an application, you make it five and that many more people are going to buy it. Right. And not only that, but there are like, what, 4 million iPhones activated worldwide right now. And when you upload your um, application, it's available to every single one of them. I know, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be on every iPhone automatically. All they do is click the button and boom, they're browsing through and finding your stuff. That That is really cool. Especially the folks who jump on the application creation wagon very very much as as the very at the very beginning. Because exactly. I mean, people you, are going to be trying left and right these sap applications. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I would pay five bucks for a Twitter application. Um... You know what? It depends on how good it is because I really like the SMS version of Twitter. However, let me tell you what I'd pay. I'd pay 50 bucks for. I would pay 50 bucks for an excellent uh, Google Calendar application, one that was just really robust and kind of kind of looked as far as the same functionality as the built-in calendar application on my uh, iPhone. I, but but only with all my Google Calendar data and where when I enter something into my Google Calendar application, it immediately syncs directly to Google Calendar. Not using some kind of third-party software that causes doubling up of events and all that other crazy jazz. But something to where if I'm not around my Wi-Fi or I don't want to wait for my, my uh, what is that called, edge network to, to pull up you know what's coming up two months from now. Right. Oh, dude, I, I literally, I would pay $50 for that. 
Yeah, I, I think I think I'm gonna be spending a lot of my uh, lunch money on games and stuff. Like like a doozer says here on on the uh, in the chat room is he he paid fifty dollars for Spore, which is one of those games from the guy who made SimCity's uh, has a game coming out called Spore, and it's going to be on the iPhone also. And that's one of those things that you know I, I would I would love to have as well. So. This, this is huge. It's going to be awesome. It's going to take a few months before we see these apps, and, and uh, it's not going to be until June until we can actually put them on our phone because that's when the software update's coming out. But a couple other notes from the software update is that now uh, Apple has, has, has said, you know what, let's support the, the, the number one enterprise email, and that's Exchange, Microsoft's Exchange, and they're going to support that natively in the phone and they're also supporting uh, Cisco's virtual private network connection, uh, IPsec, which is like what I use at my work. And you know, th- if anything, this this shoots th- this shoots an arrow straight at Rim and saying, you know what, we're gonna we're 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 gonna eat your lunch now. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: I'm not obviously a part of an enterprise, or well, I am I am Ravenscraft Enterprises. However, I'm not big corporate guy. I don't have a big exchange server here at the house. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that any of that push technology could benefit me as an end user, not part of a corporation? Is there like services out there that would allow me to to um, use that kind of technology on my iPhone as a personal user? Yeah, I think I think there are some third-party companies that uh, that do offer Exchange as their email backend. They're they're not cheap because they are geared more towards you know a co- one single company. And I, I don't think you could do multiple domains with an Exchange server. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I, I I don't see why a push type technology couldn't come to something like you know Gmail or something like that. Yeah, but but yeah, ActiveSync is is pretty awesome. We don't have it turned on on our server right now because we're using Blackberries exclusively. But it's I talked to my IT guy. We actually signed up for the beta, and hopefully we're going to hear something from Apple about it. But you know, it's just it's just a setting he he has to turn on. And it what what here here's what's going to make me uh, think this is going to really really be huge is that. You know, uh, CEOs and things like that. Their kids and their wives who have iPhones have a much cooler phone than he has, and right. he's now going to want that in his in his office. And here's the thing: he's gonna he's gonna get that iPhone, and it's gonna work awesome. It's gonna be elegant. It's gonna it's gonna work with his Exchange and his calendar and his contacts. He's gonna go. You know what? I want a Mac, or I, I want Apple on my desktop now because this is so cool. Yeah, I think this is Apple's way of getting their PCs into the business market. I agree. I 100% agree with you there. There, there's no doubt. It the the these things are the gateway drug. They really are. Now, um, I like what uh, I guess is it Dozer or Dozer is saying. He said uh, it's going to eat through the uh, battery, and I and I think that that is a case because I'm noticing the more I I sit down and play with my iPhone, you, you know, finding more and more functional functionality. Now that I have these buttons that that make it easier to get to some of the web applications, I am eating through that battery a lot quicker. Yeah, but, I, I think though the. Its ability to be on exchange and get push, if anything, is actually going to make battery life longer. That's one of the reasons why a BlackBerry's battery is so long. I mean, you can keep. I, I would not charge my BlackBerry for a whole week, and it would get email the whole time. And the reason is because of that push technology. It's not constantly shooting out a signal oh. to to request. You know, it's not. It's not going. Hey, server, is there any email? Hey, server, is there any email? You know, it, it the the server tells the phone, hey, there's email, and then downloads it. So Blackberries have a, a real battery life because of this push technology. And I think uh, 
Jay Patrick wants to talk. He's yeah, let me uh, bring him on the board here. And uh, it's going to go do its uh, talk show thing. By the way, we just want to say a special thank you to TalkShoe.com for providing us the ability to do these live shows on the internet and also for providing the bandwidth for Help I Got a Mac. Okay, go ahead, Patrick. You're on the line. Okay, I, I just wrote down a few things um, but, you know, based on the, I watched the keynote. And uh, it was interesting to see how the iPhone is actually going to be competing against uh, Nintendo Wii Okay, we're we've got a a very bad connection there, Patrick. I think okay. you're talking about the the use of the accelerometers as the controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Let's talk about that for just a second. I do. I'm going to put you back on mute. You're the. I think okay. if you go back and listen to this, you'll understand why. I do apologize. So um, yeah, I I think uh, the, the the accelerometers and and that's. Well, what the iPhone can do is is it can sense its X and Y axis, its position. You know, so if you move the phone around it, it knows it's being moved and where it kind of like the Nintendo Wii a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they showed uh, a couple examples of of games using that. One of them was a game called Touch Fighter, which was uh, just a game that Apple threw together in about two weeks, and it looked amazing. It looked like a uh, a version of the old Super Nintendo game Star Fox, which was one of my favorite games. And yeah. then they showed uh, Super Monkey Ball. And oh, instead of using dude. a controller, you just tilted you know, the, the phone where you wanted the ball to roll. If this is the kind of stuff that, that's being made just in a, sh- a short span, this is going to be the ultimate gaming platform too. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is going to be the ultimate uh, handheld gaming format. The, the one thing I will tell you is that if they have Super Monkey Ball, uh, that, is, that, is, that is my favorite game on Nintendo. <laughs> Super it was awesome, isn't it? Super Monkey Ball is totally addicting, and it's so much fun. It is the best game to play with the family. Everybody can enjoy Super Monkey Ball. And if you guys don't know what Super Monkey Ball is, if you remember the old marble game called Labyrinth, where you would have the XY axis to kind of turn these knobs to to lean the board back and forth, and you had to keep the silver marble thing on the uh, on the path without falling off on the edge. It was awesome, and so I I love Super Monkey Ball, and and I, they they made it for the iPhone, and I can only imagine they're going to increase the graphics from what they showed in the video there, and they're going to make that available, and I love it. The only thing I am concerned about is the 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 sensitive sensitivity of the accelerometer. Is it going to be sensitive enough to be a viable controller? Yeah, I, I've I've played some of the uh, some of the homebrew games that people did with uh, you know the jailbroken phones, uh-huh. and there was a couple that were kind of like the old labyrinth game. If you remember that, it was made out of wood, yeah, you had the little knobs and stuff. And man, it was really really accurate. It was really it was, yeah, it was scary good on on how how minute you can move and it would it would react. So yeah, I think this is. It's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, well, I, well, if if the if the accelerometers, that's good because Chef Mark and I were talking the other night, and um, there are times when you go and you tilt the the phone straight up versus sideways, and it doesn't always kind of bring it back out of cover flow. Sometimes you have to go back and you have to retilt it or kind of kind of shake it. 
Um, but but that that could just be you know sometimes typically that's when you're like laying down sideways and it's not only just the X Y axis but there's the whole you know it's kind of laying somewhat sideways as well. Yeah. So that that could be a part of it. But uh, what was this? Was there like an X etch a sketch kind of game too or something that they were playing with? That was a demo of uh, oh video. It, it was kind of like it was kind of like picture. It was like photo booth, but it was after the fact. Yes. Which was pretty cool if you ask me. Yes. And and you know what? I, just the whole when they were doing that photo booth thing, which I thought the photo booth was kind of cool uh, or that, that at least that little application was kind of cool. But what about a touch etch a sketch? You know, give us a give us the ability to do little doodle notes, you know, the little doodle pad and and then, you know, shake it clear and stuff like that. But not only that, but then can you imagine taking, you know, the ability to draw notes and to draw a little picture and stuff like that and then just say, okay, send this as a JPEG email. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's that I'm just so I am so excited about this SDK. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, let's talk about what's missing because, I mean, obviously all these things are very exciting. But let's talk about what's missing. There are there are two things that are definitely missing from this this announcement about about the um, iPhone. Number one, the most important thing is no flash. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's crippling. I mean, it I, really I, I is. See the, I see the reason why right now, um, talking, just reading and stuff like that. There's two, basically two different versions of Flash. There's the mobile version for cell phones, and then there's the normal desktop version. The mobile version, according to... This is all taken with a grain of salt, you know, from the mouth of Steve, you know. Um, according to Steve, the mobile version isn't featured enough as far as, like, you know, what it can do. And the desktop version's too and too memory intensive and things like that for the phone. There's no real middle ground, and that he says Adobe really needs to kind of make one that's really really geared towards the strengths of the iPhone. That, you know, I wonder if they would. I mean, I wonder if they'd be willing to license that and do it. <laughs> I'm sure they would. So, I mean, it, it's got to be something that comes down the road. Now, Dozer is in here saying uh, or Java, so they don't have Java for the iPhone. I don't think I want Java for the iPhone, to be quite honest with you. Java seems kind of buggy on on most of my stuff here on my PC. I don't want an application that looks like it was written for uh, Windows 3.1. I just think Java's programs that look Java-y just look really, really bad to me. Do they? I think. I I don't play around with enough of that stuff to really notice the difference. As long as whatever my browser is supposed to do, it does it. That's really all I really care about. So... But but I do notice that gosh every, every single day that little thing that pulls up there's a Java JavaScript or a Java virtual machine update blah blah yeah, blah. There's there's a difference between Java and JavaScript. Oh so. yeah, no no, I understand. Yeah. Ja, no, the Java Java mer- virtual machine is what I'm talking about. Java equal bad, JavaScript equal good. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. So and then of course, no no talk about the next generation, the the 3G. No, I think what we're going to – here's what I think. Here's Uncle Chris's predictions here. Um, I think in, in June, June's a perfect time to announce a new iPhone. Uh, you know, it, right when the SDK comes out, it's going to say, hey, you know, our old phone supports all these features and our new super sweet, awesome, super fast phone supports these features now too. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a, an iPhone 2 probably in June right around WWDC-ish, right when the iPhone SDK becomes final. 
because um, the, the SDK that, that, that's been released is, is a beta SDK. There's some things that are missing, like the interface builder. Yeah. All that kind of stuff still coming down the line. So, so we've, I th- we've got a little time. Yeah, I think it would be awesome to have, I, I mean, and I would even consider upgrading at that point, is, is having a th- 3G... Um, 3, 3G wireless network and having the ability to have something like a 25 or uh, 35 gig hard drive on it. Yeah. With improved battery life. Or, or at least or at least something, you know, something that you can do to, to really just... Yeah, I, the, the battery is... It, they're always going to want to, like, keep the, the unit... I don't think we're going to see a unit thicker than the one we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be, you know, uh, we're, and I don't think it's going to be a hard drive based. It's always going to be uh, flash based. Yeah. Can't, can't, they, can't they make it like solar powder, powered or something? You'd have to be on the sun to generate that much solar power. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that, pretty cool stuff. I mean, you know, and again, folks, this, we realize that most of the time we talk about the Apple OS for the Macintosh computing software platform. But today, is, is, it's special. There was a lot of things happening. And, and I really do believe that this means a lot for, and especially what you're talking about, this could be the big, huge, gigantic step into the business world for Apple. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and, and here's the deal. Where have Apple computers been the most successful? It's been in the home, right? And in education. Education yep. and in home. And as people are going into business for themselves, our, you know, really our our whole structure of, of employment is is really changing. It, it, it's, I was talking to a friend of mine who is you know, retired, and we went out to lunch the other day. And he talked about how you know it used to be you would get a job in a company when you're twenty something and you'd work there until you retire and that's just how it was. And today people just you know they they go into a job and they expect to be there no more than ten years if at the maximum. And and sometimes there's like you know yeah I spend two or three years here until I I find the next best thing. And and so it, it really is changing and a lot more people are starting their own businesses. And, yeah. you know, if somebody's got, you know, if they can make a Mac work for them, Macs are already in businesses. I agree. So anyway, what else do we have? Anything else? Uh, not, not as far as news goes. I think that's all the news we have. All right. Well, let me just say or just check real quick. Did we, did we have one voicemail that came in? If we did, I don't have it. I believe I sent you one voicemail. <laughs> And it is from our good friend, as always, in Alaska. We can always count on him. Good oh, yeah. Old, good old Brad always sends us something. Hi, Cliff and Chris. Hey, it's Brad from, from Alaska for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Hey, I have a uh, solution for uh, the menu bar issue that uh, one of the listeners had questioned in last week's show. Uh, if you have 10.5 Leopard, uh, it's called Spaces. And you, you know, natively just each application you have in your dashboard, I uh, make have its own space, and it's always full screen. I always open it all the way up. It's always full screen, and I just go down to the dashboard, click it, and it goes to that space, and it's always big, and all the toolbars are right where they're supposed to be. So there's a little hint for you. Thanks. 
Awesome. So that makes sense. I, I, I don't use Leopard and I don't use Spaces, but I think I understand what he's saying because I've seen it on your system. Do you want to try to explain it? What, Spaces? Yeah. I mean, how do you realize what he's calling about? Remember the person who wanted to have the, the toolbar, you know, the file, edit, view, history, all that stuff, having that yeah. kind of be reside with the, you know, with the window? Right. And so what he's saying is, is why don't you go ahead and take those programs that you use the most where you want it right up top, go ahead and open up a spaces window, maximize it, make it fit the entire screen. And so there it is right up top sitting on top of it. And then your next program, put it in another spaces window and just kind of scroll through those. Yeah, that that. That works, I guess. It's kind of kludgy, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Spaces. I, I think it's cool. Um, my issue with Spaces is I wish you could change the background for each individual space, so you knew which one you were on, right? Because that would be cool. Huh. So, so for me, Spaces is kind of like eh, whatever. Yeah, well, I I mean, for somebody who really doesn't like that huge gigantic gap between where the window is and having the 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 menu bars way at the top left-hand corner of their Mac. It is something. I mean, he's just thinking ahead of thinking outside of the box. And so of course he is. Brad, thank you very much. And and even if that's all we can get, maybe that's helped a couple people. So, thank you for your call. Cool. All righty. I think uh we have enough uh content this week here at 37 minutes. Did you want to say anything else before we wrap up? Let me think. My Apple TV is still awesome. I'm renting movies from it all the time, and it's it's I love it. So tell me uh, about that. You, so you're renting movies. Uh, how many movies have you seen now? Uh, three, okay. I think. Two, three, something like that. I rented a, a sci-fi movie uh, called Sunshine, and I rented a movie called uh, Hot Rod, and I think that's it i was gonna rent michael clayton this weekend and i never i was sick so i never really got around to watching anything so so here's my question to you sure do you think that you'll rent more movies than you would have before that's the first question yes all right and do you think that you'll rent movies now that you would have never dreamt of renting going to the video store Yes, because like I was watching the preview for War Games, and I've never seen War Games. You know, it's one of those nerd movies that's kind of like re- required by by nerddom to watch. I know, I've never seen it, huh. and I, you know, I would never think about going to the video store and renting War Games. But sure enough, for you know two ninety nine, if I really want to watch it, I can, and it's right there. So it's like having a video a, a video store, and the videos are always in stock. Oh, dude, can I tell you uh, something that I just did recently? sure ah uh, man i wish i had the ability to do this oh you know what uh let me sync my iphone is that gonna kill everything here i hope not i'm gonna sync my iphone because guess what i did for the very first time i you used, make a ringtone no you've no, already no, done it no i've done all that um oh, where is it at uh podcast no iphone i'm syncing now i pr- used the wi-fi iTunes store to purchase my first song. <laughs> no, not like first purchase my first, but from the Wi-Fi store. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. okay. No, no. I've, I've, trust me. I've been buying legal music now for a very long time. I don't buy music on iTunes anymore. Oh, I know. It, my it, wife does. Man, I, it, she's she's buying crazy songs for working out, and it's just like because <laughs> the email comes to me, I'll get an email. I'll be like Salt and Pepper, and I'm like. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 
<laughs> so she she hates that I'm getting the email, you know, when it's coming down. But uh, I get it, uh, I get my music from Amazon now. Yeah, because it's DRM free, right? Yeah, and it's cheaper to generally. What ten cents? Yeah, ten cents is ten cents. Ten cents is ten cents, but ten cents is I. You know what? Yeah. I, there's just something about the fact that it's already sitting there on iTunes and I download it and boom, it's there. Call me whatever. But the thing, I don't buy enough music for it to really make enough difference. I really yeah. don't. And as far as I'm concerned, all Apple music is really DRM free. If I really want the song to be on a non iPod, all I do is I, I create a playlist, I burn it to a CD and then rip them right back in and it's all MP3. Yeah, see, for me though, that's you lose a generation, and it sounds worse. You think so? It, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But I'm a I'm an audio guy, so yeah. you know that's well. That's, that's the thing. I'm not in the uh, with me the type of personality I am. I much prefer sitting and listening to podcasts all day long, listening to people talk. So uh, anyway, what I did is I I'm not an American Idol fan. However, Stephanie is watching American Idol, and there's this one girl on there. And she is really, really good. In fact, I'm going to see if Which I can... Which one is it? Is it the blonde girl that plays guitar? Yes. I love her. Is she great or what? I, I probably like her for different reasons, but... Oh, okay. I think she's a cutie. You think she's and a it, cutie? It's okay. My wife said I can say that. All so. right. Her name is Brooke uh, White, and I don't think you'll hear this unless I, I... Actually, I'll turn it up, but check this out. This is awesome right here. You can play 15 seconds of it. No promises, no demands Love is a battlefield You're begging me to go And you're making me stay Why do you hurt me so bad? It would help me to know right, now we owe, Do now I we stand in uh, Or whoever, whoever sang that song uh, uh, Pat Benatar at Benatar, that's it. <laughs> the chicks in the mail. So, dude, I tell you, I love that song. I mean, I of course I was I grew up in the '80s, and that song was pretty cool back then. But um, I, I'm a I'm a huge sucker for acoustic music. I I just love playing guitar, playing acoustic guitar. And I think then, it's very cool that that uh, they're selling those on iTunes now. It it, it's, what, it was brilliant. That is a brilliant thing. It, you know what, Ronaldo. You know, I want I haven't bought Ronaldo, but I think they even had Ronaldo available on iTunes. Do you know who Ronaldo is? No. He was the guy that showed up in this big, huge, gigantic white cape with a feathered white hat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he says he's he's you are my brother. <laughs> uh they did a great YouTube rendition of that, put some music behind it, and it was yeah. just amazing. Alrighty. So anyway, I I just thought that was cool. They Brooke White. She she is beautiful. I will say that she is absolutely gorgeous, and she reminds me of Carly Simon. And a bit, yeah, you know, and and that that rendition, that completely done by herself, and the her voice is is like it it it's just like it it's it's pure gold if you ask me. Oh yeah, and, someone's gonna. So if she doesn't win, someone's gonna sign her. Oh man, she got to. She has to win. She has to win. Oh, you <laughs> know what? I I even used my iPhone with my unlimited text, and I think I voted for her 
uh, I think it was, you know, a 40 or 50 or 60 times, I think. Jeez. Yeah, I don't have unlimited text. And AT&T actually just in- increased the price of their text messages if you go over to uh, 20 cents a pop. Oh, my gosh. Which is just a huge ripoff. That is but a that's huge a- ripoff. Oh, and the one thing we didn't mention on the iPhone talk here is that uh, it is guaranteed that AOL or AIM is coming to the iPhone. I know. Finally. AIM is guaranteed coming to the iPhone. That's cool. It's, it's awesome. Here's what it is now. It's like, you know, AT&T absolutely has no say in the applications, I think, anymore. They're just like, whatever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> absolutely. You know what? And the thing is, is they're still, I mean, as long as they still make the money on the phone, I mean, or on, the, on the calls. I mean, the, the deal is, here's what I think businesses need to learn. It's like, you know what? You could continually try to... Uh, nickel and dime us on ringtones. You can ten, you can, can try to continue to nickel and dime us on these stupid little text messages, these SMS messages. But the truth is, you know, you want somebody to pay you sixty bucks a month, one hundred and twenty dollars a month, uh, you know, whatever. Give us the ability to do what we want with applications on this awesome device, and go and and stand back and watch how many people come and sign up for your monthly service. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I I can get by without buying a text message or without buying a ringtone from them. I you know I could just be obstinate and say I'm not going to do it. But by golly, you give us the ability to just open this thing up and and do what we want with our iPhones. We'll use your service and we'll say thank you for it. Yeah. I think. Anyway. I agree. Chris, it's always a pleasure, my friend. I am so glad you're feeling a lot better and I uh, hope that you continually get to a full recovery. Oh, I'll be fine. As long as, long as my, my trip to New York City doesn't, doesn't knock me out, I'll be okay. Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought for sure my trip to Florida would completely knock me out. And I'm the type of person that once I get strep throat or something goes wrong with my throat, I'm, I usually have bronchitis for months after. But uh, I must have a lot of people out there praying for me because I, I came back. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting at it this time, and I'm feeling pretty good today. Cool. Very awesome. Well, let's hit the button here. <laughs> uh, you know that almost reminds me a little bit of the simpsons what part of the simpsons i don't know it, it just I, I i feel oh i know why i know why it does hold on I, i'll tell you this father roderick the daily breakfast he yeah. uses some of these itunes little audio clips and stuff and he always he had he uses that for one of his segments and he couples it with a couple sound bites from uh the simpsons and, uh, uh, and so okay. now I'm sitting there. Every time I hit it, I'm thinking of uh, some of the things that they, some of the sound bites he does. It's the health segment is what gotcha. they're telling me. Jim Bigley in the chat room is. So anyway, folks, thank you for listening to Help I Got a Mac. This is the Mac podcast where you can tell all your friends who just got a Mac, thinking about getting a Mac, to go to helpigotamac.com. Yes. And uh, we will help them out with all their questions. Yep. Chris, thank you, my friend. All right, brother. See you later. We'll be back.